there's a, a phrase that goes around. You've probably heard it if you've spent any time in church at all about, well, you know, Brad, I'm just in a wilderness experience. Anybody ever heard that phrase before? It's just been a wilderness experience. It's just been, I've been out in the wilderness. I've been slogging along. And, and please hear me. I'm, I'm going to poke some fun, as y'all know I do. I don't mean any disrespect uh, at all, uh, but we're going to poke some fun at some stuff. But I understand what that can mean, and I know what people mean with that. Uh, or you've heard people say this, I've been in a dry place. Yeah. May have ever heard that before too, you've been in a dry place. Let's ad- just address that before we start the year and we'll see where God takes us from there. Remember that uh, you are a source of life. Amen. How many of you are born again? Jesus is your Lord and Savior. He abides within you. Then Jesus said, because of him, two things are inside of you that there is a well of living water, Jesus said, a well that bubbles up. And there is a river of living water that flows out of you. So within you is a well and a river. So how can you be dry? Come on. Come on now. If Jesus said, because he's there, you're a well and you're a river, then how can you be dry? Right now, your soul can be there, and that's a different thing. But but I just want to encourage you: you are a source of life. Amen. So if you ever feel dry, just drink. <laughs> you got two sources to choose from: go to the well, take a drink; go to the river, take a drink. Doesn't matter; just take a drink. Because both are on the inside of you. Both are flowing from you. Right now, again, to just kind of teach a little bit and to help, Jesus talked about the well of water that's in you. That's the Holy Spirit in you personally. If you're taking notes, it'd be good for you to read over John chapter 14, 15, and 16. And in John 14 through 16, Jesus tells you what to expect from the well. Yes. Because the Holy Spirit is a well on the inside of you, it says that he will teach you all things. Yes. So you never have to be at a place where you don't know. Right. He will lead you into all truth. So you never have to be afraid of deception or a lie. Right. I love this one. It says he will show you things to come. So you never have to be afraid of the future because he will literally give you a heads up and let you know what's happening. Does that make sense? It says that he will remind you of all the things that he said. So you don't have to memorize or know the whole Bible. Aren't you glad about that? That's all because that's the well that bubbles up on the inside of you, right? It just bubbles and percolates up again. Y'all see stuff. And again, I'll I'll always endeavor to put myself up as an example, not out of arrogance. I hope you know that. But just so you can see that if God can use me, we we all got a chance. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So what you see even now is just the, it's just the well. Amen. Does that make sense? It's just the well. It just bubbles up. It just percolates. If y'all see me do stuff, I don't know the Bible. I don't memorize the Bible in the sense that you know, I know the Bible, but you know what I mean? I haven't memorized vast passages of Scripture because the Holy Spirit's on the inside of me. I don't have to. Amen. I can just trust that he will do what he said he would do. He'll just remind me of the things that Jesus said. Does that make sense? Yes. So if you're dry, just take a drink. Amen. In any of those areas, take a drink. And then he said, you have a river <clears throat> of living water flowing out of you, and that's so it'll water your world. That's right. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So if home life is feeling dry, just take a drink from the river that's on the inside of you. If work life is seeming dry, take a drink from the river. Amen. If anything on the outside is going on, take a drink from the river. Amen. Because there's a river that flows out of you for your world. Does that make sense? So the well is for your personal life that is just you, and the river is for your world. Anything that you touch, anything that you have place in or influence over, you can take a drink from the river of the Holy Spirit for that thing. Amen. Amen. And you can direct it. I mean, now here's the fun part. You can direct that river into stuff. That's the power of praying in the Spirit. That's the power of praying in tongues. Is you can take the course of the river of the Spirit and you can literally direct it into an area of your life. So this year, if there's something you want to see flourish again, pray about that area in the Spirit. And you can literally direct... Your, your attention in the spirit that way. I mean, Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 said that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So that means the spirit of prophecy that's on the inside of you for your life is under your control. That's right. Right? Paul said in the same chapter, he says, I will pray in the spirit and I will pray in an understanding language. Meaning like for us, we will pray in English and we can pray in the spirit. We will do it. It's an act of our will. So if I sat down here today and I said, hey, Josh, could you pray for your work in English? Could you do that? Can, then if you can do it in English, you can do it in the spirit. Amen. Does that make sense? Yeah. <clears throat> if you can sit down and say in English, I'm going to pray about this area of my life. Well, if you can do that in English, you can do it in the spirit. Amen. You can sit down and say, Holy Spirit, today I'm going to pray about my workplace. Now, if you're like me, I don't know everything. Anybody else here no. somewhat like me? You don't know everything? Amen. Well, the great thing is, do you know somebody that does? <laughs> We're going to edit that part out. Um, <clears throat> pause for editing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we know, we know it says that he will help us pray out mysteries. Now, the mysteries are not a mystery to God. They're a mystery to me. Because I'm finite. I don't know everything. I don't know what's coming. I don't know what's ahead. I'm limited by my life in this sphere and in this plane. So I can sit down and say, Holy Spirit, let's pray out the mysteries about my my family. Holy Spirit, let's pray out the mysteries. Right? Let's pray out the mysteries about my work. Holy Spirit, I do it. Lord, pray out the mysteries about what we're doing here. Lord, pray out the mysteries for you. You know, I pray that for you. That's right. I sit on my deck and I hunt squirrels. I'm, I'm praying for you. And Lord, I'm praying for y'all. And I, does that make sense? I'm praying out the yes. mysteries. Yeah. You pray yeah. out those things. And that's, that's your ability. That's your right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so this year, I'm going to encourage each and every one of us, and this will kind of blend into some of the things I thought we'd say. Amen. Is uh, pray every day this year in the Spirit. Amen. Take, take 10, 15, I mean, you can take longer if you want to, but take 10, 15 minutes. And just like we were talking about, just sit down and let the Spirit nudge you. And just sit down and say, well, right now, let's pray about this. Yeah. And pray in the Spirit about it. And if you need to, set a timer on your phone. When the timer goes off, this is what I want you to do. When it goes, I want you to stop and say, now, Lord, what, what, do, we, what do we pray about that? Did you know you can get the interpretation for your own praying in the Spirit? Amen. 
in the same chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul said we can ask God for the interpretation. Amen. Yes, ma'am. If, if I may try this out, but... Sure. I saw, like, as you were speaking, I saw, like, your great love for each person in this room, but I also saw that God wants to speak a change of direction. Okay. Like, I felt something. Amen. And can we pray for you? Sure, please do. Okay, he, absolutely. Like he definitely has something to say, and I, I just, it, to, to y'all. Amen. All right, well, let's do this, and we'll just do this, and I'm totally open for that. Let's take a minute, and, and I'm going to ask you to lead us, since he nudged you. And that's not to put you on the spot, but that's just what God does, right? So when God nudges somebody, he's, he's giving you, the, it's kind of like playing football. He, he just handed the ball off to you. He wants you to run with it for a second. Does that make sense? And so we're going to pray in the spirit and I want you to pray. And then what you get, you just, you just speak it out loud. Amen. So let's take a few minutes and pray in, in the spirit. Now just pray in the spirit if y'all will along that line. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Praise your name. Praise your name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are ready. We are open. We are willing. In Jesus' name. Your plan. Your purpose. Your design. Amen. In Jesus' name. Yes. Yes. Amen. Now, anybody else? Amen. Anybody else see anything or get anything? Huh? Huh? You already have the tools to do it. Amen. Thank you, Father. Mm, thank you, Lord. Discontinue what we already have or belittle it because we've always had it. Yeah. You know? But y'all already have the tools to do it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I, I like receive you all of them. You always think of yourself, I'm beating to my own drum, but really you're not. You're walking in 
step with what the Father has planned for you all Amen. along. You're just now seeing lights and things are beginning to open up to you. And you thought, Amen. well, maybe that's not going to happen, but mm. it is. It's Amen. like you're on the press, the edge. Amen. The edge of it. Fixing yes. the step off into it. But you are not beating your own drum. Amen. You are right in step with God's Amen. time and Thank plan you, and purpose. Thank you, Father. Thank and none you, of the events of this past mm. month is your fault. Amen. None. Amen. Thank you. Don't take any of it. Amen. In Jesus' name. You or your wife either one. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Anybody else? I see a flow of avenues open. Amen. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Amen. So grateful. So thankful. Amen. Praise God. See uh, people that have wandered away from God coming back to God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. And this will be a time of gathering the fragments. People Amen. that have walked away from you. Amen. Thank but they weren't walking away from you, they were walking away Hallelujah. from you. Hallelujah. But they're coming back. Amen. Thank you, precious Jesus. And they're going to run with you. Amen. Just like God always planned for them to run. Amen. Because this is the time of alignment. This is the time God is proving He is with us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise your name, God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, let's just do this. Let's take a minute. Let's just thank God. Amen. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just praise you and we thank you. Lord, I receive from everyone who spoke. I receive from your spirit from them. Lord, thank you. Amen. Lord, I yield always to you. Lord, your will, your way. Lord, your plan, your purpose. Amen. Mm. Father, increase my trust. Help me increase my trust. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? Amen? Now, was that hard? No. Amen? Come on, are you with me? Was that hard? Was that complicated? No. What? Was that weird? No. No, see, that's what it's like to just walk with the Spirit. Amen. Does that make sense? That's yes. what it's like. That's just what it feels like. That's what the sensing is. And, and I enjoy doing these things like this so that you know. Right? We had the privilege of, of being under and taught by Brother Kenneth Hagin. And he would talk about when we had things and would do things like that in our services and for the great benefit, and I appreciate and I receive the great benefit that came even to Selena and I with this, but it's for us to practice yes. so that we know what that feels like, right? It says in the book of Hebrews that by reason of use, we become familiar with what is good and what is evil. We, we, we by reason of use, uh, you have to play with the things of God. Just like a kid plays with his Christmas toy. You got to play with it. You got you to have fun with it. You can't be afraid of breaking it. Amen. Come on now. Amen. You can't be afraid of misusing it. You, you just got to play with it. And as you play with it, you get accustomed to how he moves you. Amen. Right? You get accustomed with how he flows through you. Amen. And it becomes a repeatable pattern for you to follow. Right? Because God, listen to me, guys, listen, I, I know, you know, God is not trying to be mysterious. Did y'all know that? Amen. <laughs> Do you know God is not a smoke and mirrors kind of dude? Amen. 
He's not trying to hide. I mean, if anything that I could say that God does that would be of hiding, you got to think like Easter egg. Right, man? We're coming up on Easter. Everybody been doing Easter egg hunts? Nobody does Easter egg hunts. Okay, so I mean, y'all play, play my game when we come on. Now, are Easter egg hunts, are, are, are they fun or are they a, a torture? They're fun, right? Well, I mean, it's both sides. I love hiding them. But we, we do all that. Did you, you know, if God's hiding anything, it's so that we'll find it. But God is not trying to be mysterious. Come on now. God's not trying to be smoke and mirrors. He doesn't want it to be goofy or weird. And so what he'll do in your life is he will set up with you a repeatable pattern of how he moves you. Yes. And it'll become a familiar flow and a current that will be comfortable and knowing to you. So that you'll know, oh yeah, that's him. How do I know that? Because that's how he's led me my whole life. I can go back over my whole life and I can look backwards and I can see the repeatable pattern of Father as he's led me and, and my family. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. But can y'all do some of that this year? That was one of the things I wanted to ask you to do. If you'd be willing to take time every day, 10, 15 minutes, just like we did just now. Amen. Let him nudge you in a direction. Lord, we want to pray about and just pray in the Spirit. Now, now, with that, man, we all over the place. It's all right. Yeah. Don't let me forget I left you wandering in the desert, okay? I want to finish that thought, <laughs> okay? But if anybody here, does every, who is, if I'm going to just say this boldly, and I don't mean that, anybody here not filled with the Holy Spirit? Anybody has never experienced the baptism of the Spirit and speaking in tongues? Is anybody here? So, Miss Courtney, okay, got you, sir. Anybody else? Okay, Miss Melinda, very good. All right, good. Well, what I want to do is I'll, I'll get, get, give y'all some books, all right, and, and I want you to read them. Because what we're talking about with that, about praying in the tongues, it's for everybody. Amen. Right? It's for every believer, and God wants you to have it. Amen. Jesus actually said in Luke chapter 19, he said this. He says, hey, listen, if you're a father here on earth and your child comes up and says, hey, would you give me a piece of bread? Well, he says, would you give them a rock instead? And the answer would be, well, no. Or if you said, hey, would you give me uh, something that's good for me? Would you give them a scorpion or a snake or something that hurt them? No. Right? So, so you wouldn't give them anything if they asked for food. You wouldn't give them anything that would break their teeth. No. Or if they asked you for something that was good, you wouldn't give them anything that would destroy their life. No. Then Jesus turns around and says, how much more will the Father not give you the Holy Spirit if you just simply ask him for it? Uh, go to Luke. I'm already here. <laughs> but Luke chapter 19. Let me find that verse, Holy Spirit. Because I want y'all to see it. You might need some help finding it. I think it's Luke 19. 10, 19. Thank you, Brother Carl. Look at there. 10, 19. I knew there was a 19 in there. Is that it? Now, that's a, to give you a, a trample of serpents and scorpions. All right, let's find it. Now we've got to go. Now we've got to Google it. Come on. Somebody can Google how much more or the Holy Spirit. No, for real, I need help because my phone's due. I don't know. I, I, I look, I'm the one I'm going to attend. Help me find it out. This is fun. Hey, listen, guys, this is, 
You don't have to be worried. You just just do stuff. Amen. But it says you can do how much more. You could look at uh, stone and snake or egg. I know there's one in Luke. Somebody got to Google? Who's Googling for me? Nobody's Googling for the pastor. I'm all right. <laughs> that's, that's 1019. That's, that's a great one. We'll talk about that one later in the year. That's good. If you didn't know it, you know you can kick the devil's butt every time, don't you? Give good gifts, gifts to you. Yeah. I know the verse. I don't know the reference. It's in Luke. Oh, uh, 11, 13. 11, 13. Luke, right? I knew there was one in Luke. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Because the Luke one's important because it says this. So go to Luke chapter 11. Y'all see that again? Hello. Hey, everybody look at me. Do I look embarrassed? No, no good. You don't be either, okay? Amen. All right. You don't be either. It's not about perfection, right? It's about swinging. Amen. Yeah. Swing for the fence. Don't be afraid of striking out. It says in Luke chapter 11, verse 9, it says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. So how many people receive if they ask? Everyone. So, so, so God doesn't leave anybody out, right? It's important to understand that. God doesn't run around going any, many, miny, mo. Okay, that's you. Too bad for Brad. He, he got skipped. <laughs> he says, everyone who asks receives. And to he that seeks finds. So everyone that seeks finds. And to everyone that knocks, it shall be opened unto you. So God's pattern for answering prayer is constant. Yeah. Ask and you receive. Come on now. Somebody else needs to hear that. God's pattern this is, this is one of those church lies. Well, God doesn't always answer. Yes, he, he answers all the time. Yes, Every amen. time. And he always answers according to his will and his word. Always. So the question is, what has God said about a subject? Yes. So I know how to pray about a subject. Amen. Does that make sense? The very first place that prayer begins is looking for what God has already said. What is the will of God on the subject under discussion? And you've heard me say this before, and, and I'll go ahead and let the cat. We're going to be talking for the next two to three months, probably leading up to Easter. Every time I speak, right, we'll be talking about the subject of prayer for the first quarter of the year. Okay, we're going to unpack some things on prayer, right? So I'll kind of drop this in here now. But to understand, prayer always begins with a search of the will of God. And the will of God is always found in the word of God. And you've heard me say this before many times. I think some of our problem in our prayer life is we pray too fast. I know that sounds really strange. We're too quick to pray. Right? Sometimes what we need to do is stop and go, Lord, what have you already said about this? Amen. What have you already done about this? Let me find out your will and then I'll pray. Because many times if we don't, we just pray what I love what Pastor Dusty, when he was with us, said. We end up just praying our folk teaching. You know, yeah. the stuff our folks taught us. Come on. <laughs> and sometimes our folks, they were just wrong. Come Sincerely, on. but they was just wrong. They didn't mean to be wrong. They just were teaching what their folks taught them. All right, I'll just leave that right there. Anyway, so you see here, Jesus said, hey, listen, if you were seeking, you're going to find. If you are asking, you're going to receive. And if you are knocking, I'm going to open. 
So Jesus's inclination, his default setting is always yes. Amen. It's always that way. It's always a positive response. Anyway, so it says in verse 11, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will you give him a stone? And the answer is no, no right? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent instead? No. Verse 12. Or if he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? Come on now, you got to play my games with me or I'll start messing with you. No, the answer is no, right? Verse 13, if you then, being evil, know how to do good things for your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him? So does the Father want you to have the Holy Spirit? Yes. Yes. Does the Father want you to experience everything that is from the Holy Spirit? Yes. Right? So for those that raised your hand, do you want him? Do you want the baptism of the Spirit? Very good. Does, do you want him? Do you want him? Okay, good. Well, I'm gonna, we're going to build that in you for a little bit. Right? I want you to see real good. I'm gonna, before you leave, i got some books I want to give you. So you can go home and read them. And we'll keep talking about this. Because in not too many weeks' time, we'll, we'll lay hands on you. And we'll get you filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And again, just to, and again, I don't know, and especially Miss Melinda, I, I don't know your background, so I, I hope I'm not trying to be in any way mean to any other body's past or whatever. But I know many times in, in our culture here in Alabama, we've been told that's done away with, right? That that's ended. That died with the last apostle. We don't need that no more, and all that kind of stuff. But that's not true, right? Now, do we need the Holy Spirit to get saved? No. no. We just need Jesus for saved. So we're not talking about a salvation thing. But y'all all jokingly heard me say this, but the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Spirit is like a gallon of milk. Anybody got a gallon of milk at home? Yeah. Amen. And it's like a gallon of milk. If you've got the gallon of milk at home and you pull it out the fridge, what's stamped across the top? There's an expiration date. It says best buy and it puts a date down there. Right? Now, how many of y'all are super fastidious about that date? Now, come on. If it hits that date, that milk is bad, it, even though it ain't bad. Right, Carl? It's still not bad. No. It's not bad yet. They, they, they just can't sell it by that time. Milk's still good. But we, we, we all, but that bad. Mm-mm. No, it's the 10th. I ain't drinking that no more. Uh-uh. This date says it's bad. It's going down the... <laughs> Listen to me. The baptism of the Spirit has an expiration date. It's called the return of Jesus Christ. When Jesus returns, it will end. Tongues will cease. Prophecy will go away because we won't need it anymore because that which is perfect has come. But until then, how much better is life with a gallon of milk? Amen. Man, sure, a gallon of milk help you make some good cornbread, right? (laughs) Gallon of milk, really, I mean, I've tried that almond milk stuff. Mm. (laughs) No. My my wife's not here. She's probably watching. Sorry. But... uh, does that mean? But I mean, and I've tried it, and, I, and for the sake of peace in my home, I'll do the almond milk thing. You know what I mean? But there ain't nothing beats a good old gallon of whole milk. Amen. That 2% stuff. Love milk. And even, I mean, but just whole, good, red top, thick, whole, creamy. Come on now, are you with me? Amen. Listen to me. And what a lot of people are selling about the Holy Spirit is either 2% or it ain't even Him at all. How do you get milk from an almond anyway? 
Does that make sense? So, so listen to me. There is a, there's a whole realm of the Spirit of God that just makes life better. Yeah. It's useful for so many purposes here. Is there? Yes, sir. Gotcha. What it was was, Kurt, you look like an idiot mm. in my head. Yeah. Uh, what you, what you, that, that's not you. You look so dumb. Yeah. And once I believed that I did have this and I started just doing it. Yes. Stop believing that I look like I'm an idiot. Yes. I silly. Then that's when the really started uh, affecting me. Amen. Praise God. That's all. Thank you, Kurt, for sharing. That's awesome. That's so good. That's exactly. You've got to get over yeah. the mental yeah. yes. thinking of, well, I don't have the gift that I look to go. Yeah. No, I, and absolutely. Very good, Kurt. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was a lot harder to do. Yeah, and it's not. And yeah, and, the, and again, no, and remember, so re- remember to talk about it. Remember that the, that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Again, I know this is, and there's some younger kids. Y'all can handle what I'm about to say, but you've heard me say, remember, God is not a rapist. Yeah. He does not force himself upon anyone. That's right. That's why you just can't stand there and go, <laughs> right? You have to yield. You have to yield your voice. You have to yield your tongue. You have to get over the fear of this might seem foolish or might seem, does that make, and you have to just go and just do it. But the more you do, easier it gets. Does that make sense? And, it, and the only reason it's weird to us is we don't talk about it. Yeah. That's right. Like you've heard me say that before. The reason why Alabama football is not weird is we talk about it all the stinking time. <laughs> Even when it ain't football season, we're talking about the upcoming football season. And the reason why football is such a common thing is we just talk about it all the time. If we just talked about the Holy Spirit like we talked about football, it would be real common. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't be weird for anybody. Yeah. Does that make sense? And again, and, and man, this is all over the map for today. Is this all right? I hope this is. Yeah. But remember, and for everyone here, remember, a lot of people have the, you've heard me say this before, the three stooges perception of the Trinity. Right? Anybody know who the Three Stooges are? Are we all familiar with the Three Stooges? Anybody here not familiar with the Three Stooges? Anybody not at all? So the Three Stooges, Google them. When you get YouTube, Three Stooges. You'll have a great time. You'll thank me later. All right? So, so Three Stooges are there. This is black and white. It was this old comedy trio. And there was a guy by the name of Mo. And Mo was just always mad. And he was smacking everybody around. And many people think that's what God the Father is like. Yeah. He's just mad and he's smacking everybody around. And then there was another of the three stooges. His name was Larry. He had this curly hair. And even in black and white, you could tell it was red. Remember? You know, and he had this curly hair. And, so, and his whole thing was is he was just trying to get between somebody and Mo. And so he was taking all of Mo's abuse. And he was just trying to keep Mo under control. And many people think that's all Jesus is doing. He's just trying to keep God the Father pacified. Right? And then there was a guy who was my favorite, and he was like this kind of tight, crew-cut, haircut kind of guy, kind of a little heavy set and stuff like that, and his name was Curly. I don't know why they called him Curly, because he had no hair, right? But they called him Curly. And Curly had a habit of just going, whoop, 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 and he'd drop down on the floor and spin around like a top. 
and many people think that's exactly what the Holy Spirit is like. <laughs> right? That the Holy, the Holy Spirit is just going to make you, make you hit the floor and flop around like a dead fish and spin around and do crazy stuff. <laughs> hey, listen to me. That is not your father, your brother, or your closest friend. That's right. At all. Right. There's an aspect of the Spirit of God that when He comes upon you at your request, it's exactly what Jesus said would happen. He would give you an ability to testify of Him. That's right. He would sit upon you like He sat upon the prophets and the ministers of old. And He would speak through you and empower you to do great and mighty things for the kingdom of God. That's what He's for. Right, He will give you an ability to, as we've already said, to speak out mysteries perfectly by the will of God. To pray things out from heaven in this sphere. Right, For you to actually leverage the full weight of the resurrection of Christ in your life. Amen. Now if that interests you at all, we can help you. Amen. But you've got to want it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You've got to want it. And you've got to come after it. And say, Lord, I desire it. Just like you read, as much as I desire food, as much as when I get hungry, I want something to satisfy me, to become hungry for the things of the Spirit. Church, this year, can we get hungry for the things of God? If there's anything more in me that's that's a shit, I am hungrier than I've ever been for the things of God. And, I, and I'm madder at times than I've ever been when I see people through the lies of religion and tradition deny the things of God in their life. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it stirs up things on the inside of me. And I ask y'all to pray that I speak boldly but with great compassion. Amen. Amen. Does that make sense? But anyway, so that interests you at all we'll, we'll take care of that in the next couple of weeks amen amen but let's get back to the desert and then we'll land the plane we'll let y'all go home amen but you've heard people say i'm in a desert i'm in the wilderness i'm in this will remember that that if you are in a wilderness experience then one of three things is supposed to be happening most of the time when people talk about their desert or their wilderness experience they're talking about like the children of Israel when they wandered in the desert for 40 years. Or they may reference Jesus when Jesus was led by the Spirit. And they'll quote, and and the Holy Spirit has led me into this wilderness time. You ever heard somebody say that before? Holy Spirit's led me out like he led Jesus into the wilderness. And I would not deny that. I mean, or they might talk about Elijah and that time when Elijah was in the cave, right? And he's in the desert spot. take all them years because it only took him 11 days to cross it. And Elijah was running away from the Lord. So very good. I can't speak for Jesus what he was doing. The other two unsanctified parties was not in the will of the Lord. Very good. Now, Sophia, you just stealing your daddy's message for you. (laughs) Right. But here's the thing. Remember, most of the time, your wilderness experiences of your own making. Yeah. Yeah. Two-thirds of the time, 
If I find myself in the wilderness, I should start by saying, what got me here? Yeah. Right. Hold, hold, uh-huh. Go ahead. Well, even Jesus' wilderness experience was because the Holy Spirit brought him there. That's right. And that was on our behalf, so maybe we never have to go back to that wilderness place again. Well, possibly. Well, here's the thing, real quick. So, because y'all all stood in all my messages. It's awesome. <laughs> Pre- church preaching. But here's the thing. Remember that wilderness experiences, the purpose of the wilderness is to kill something in your life. The children of Israel wandered for 40 years until all unbelief had died. Yeah. Does that make sense? Elijah ran and hid in a cave until he let the Lord finally kill fear from yeah. his heart. Yeah. And Jesus wandered by the leading of the Spirit into the desert to kill temptation. Yeah. So listen to me. If you, and I know, again, who might need to hear this, whether you're listening, watching, or you're here present. But listen, if you say or you have found yourself saying, man, it just feels like I'm in a wilderness experience, then you need to take time to stop and say, what unbelief needs to die? What fear needs to die? Or what temptation needs to die? Yeah. Because the only reason biblically you're in a desert place is because one of those three things needs to die. Yeah. So, so sure, make full use of the wilderness to kill off one of those things. Amen. Does that make sense? Amen. But that's the only reason. Other than that, you live in the promised land. You live in a land that flows with milk and honey. You live, and remember, that for those who need to hear, the promised land is not a type of heaven. Does that make sense? The promised land is not the type of the future of where we're going to be in heaven. The promised land was always the type of salvation today. Right? The promised land was the life of the believer living out the life of faith in this earth right now, today. Amen. Does that make sense? So just, I just want to, I don't know, we'll land the plane there. We're going to talk about prayer. <laughs> Amen. This year, I don't know if this might seem like a weird service. I don't know. It feels weird to me. Maybe it don't feel weird to you. But I didn't, didn't at all think we'd go anywhere we went. But if you're here today, and again, if that's you then just this, this over this next month, say, okay, Lord, show me. Show me what needs to die. Unbelief, fear, or temptation. What, what's, what's needing to die? Right? If I'm in this dry spot, if I'm in this wilderness place, and if you feel dry, take a drink. Amen. Drink from the spirit that serves you as a well. Drink from the river that flows you and serves your world. Amen. From that river that flows out of you, water your world through prayer and the Holy Spirit. Right? If you haven't received that yet, come see me. I've got books I want to give you. They're in the office that you can read on. My only promise is you read them. Right? And over the next coming weeks, we'll talk more about it. Because we're going to talk about prayer. Does that make sense? We're going to talk about the different kinds of prayer. Right? We're going to talk about a prayer life. And what that means and what that looks like. We're going to commit ourselves to pray. 
Amen. more than we've probably ever done. I want to go ahead and say I'm so grateful to Teresa and Eloise and Mary and the ladies. They took the, the, the in-between room between the kids' ministry uh, and the kitchen, and they turned it into a prayer room for us uh, over this little bit. So we'll be gathering on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock or, or thereabouts. And just come on in. If you're here at 10 o'clock, we'll... All that want to join us will be praying. We'll be praying in that room. And we'll be praying just as we're doing here. And we're going to be praying for our church, for our church family. Amen. And again, and I'm going to make this real clear, not because anything's wrong. That's right. Because too many times what happens is we only pray when the brown smelly stuff hits the ventilation unit. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the only time we pray. Right? But it's to learn to pray first. And act second. Does that make sense? So we're praying just to get the guidance in the direction. Amen? Amen. So, Father, with that, I just say thank you so much. And, Lord, we just thank you for a new year. Thank you for a year of prayer. Thank you for a year of your spirit. Thank you for a year, Lord, of revival. Thank you for a year of an outpouring, a tangibleness of your presence. Lord, here with us. And in this region, and in our homes, and in our workplaces, and in the streets, and in the highways, and the byways. In Jesus' name, flow through us this year more than we've experienced in the, pre in the, in the past years. In Jesus' name.